peek behind the curtain of the Softly Training Lab with the Softly Performance Podcast. The pinnacle of human performance is out there, and we intend to find it. Welcome back to another Softly Performance Podcast Lunch and Learn series, bringing you Chapter 6, Episode 3, a continuation of what we've been talking about in terms of psychological state and how it can affect us as a individual as well as in a team environment in a tactical setting. Today, we're going to go ahead and bring you an awesome show on more of the practical application that we have seen work with individuals as well as within a team setting. Matt, go ahead and fill us in with <laughs> Cheers, what you're going to go ahead and cover. Yeah, so so effectively, this is this is kind of where the rubber meets the road. Now, how, how do we take some of this theory and some of these ideas and and give you kind of real tools or direction to work with. So George touched on this a little bit in, in the last last couple of episodes, but particularly last episode, is this this idea of having to, to kind of give yourself first aid, sort yourself out first. And we use the analogy of um, of when you're like on, a, on an airline, when you're on a plane, they always tell you to put your oxygen mask on first before you help those around you. And, and we think for, for things like psychological state, assuming that we're dealing with a negative state, this is the way to go. So make sure that that you're you're sorted and you're solid first um, before you you kind of start trying to help and, and affect change in, in other people. So I'm sure George will kind of get into this a little bit more in a second, but a really simple way to start is, is just becoming more self-aware. Um, and what we mean by that is just figuring out how you're feeling. Um, and that doesn't have to be super complex. It can it can start with just being binary. So for instance, either a smiley face or a sad face. Like, am I feeling happy or am I feeling sad? And and taking um, what, what George likes to call these tactical check-ins, these kind of opportunities throughout the day, maybe four, five, six times a day, just to check in and see whether you're feeling positive or negative can be a really useful tool. And over time, as you start to get more used to this idea and, and more kind of comfortable with it, it feels less alien. That's when we can then become more sophisticated and, and maybe more sensitive and start bringing in things like mood scales. So instead of just good or bad, we start to kind of maybe give a rating or we start to then take the next step, which would be asking why. So why do I feel good or why do I feel bad? Um, and that that can kind of like that can lead us down a bit of a bit of a rabbit hole that we'll we'll avoid for this session. But it it's having having that why in the back of your mind, that's ultimately going to be the the next step, I think. It, the why is a big part a big part of trying to figure out why you feel a specific way. And I think a lot of that has to come down to the world in which we live in over time period has made us that much more desensitized to our own feelings as a whole. So allowing for us to go ahead and become sensitive to them again actually takes work from us. The great thing about being able to kind of shift from those scales from one extreme to the other, and we'll use war zone, for example, when you go into a specific war, when you go into a war, you have to desensitize yourself to specific things to allow for you to survive within that environment. When you come back to reality, let's say like the US after serving time downrange, you now have to go ahead and take that desensitization that you gave yourself for that environment and create the sensitivity to go ahead and live within this world. That is ultimately why we're creating this idea of the feeling awareness so that you can then manage, right? The, uh, your ability to go ahead and survive within a specific environment. 
at the end of the day. Why? Because we understand that the tactical professional is going to be put into environments that are very high risk and very close to death. We know that, and there's no getting away from that. So if we can go ahead and set individuals up with success prior and for after, as well as Jiren, we've only given them the tools to go ahead, go ahead and manipulate how their body is responding to whatever stressors are going on so they can have a positive impact to continue doing their job. That's a massive reason why. <laughs> no, it definitely, <laughs> a long, definitely. Long-winded one. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think I think as well, acknowledging that it's that it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to not be okay sometimes. Um, and, and that can sometimes be difficult to sort of wrap your head around, particularly with with our almost kind of the social pressure to to constantly be smiling and and like everything being good. Like we have social media influences and things like that. Um, but recognizing when actually this isn't just like I'm having a, a crappy day. This is a bit more significant than that. And knowing, knowing sort of where to go. So for instance, having like having access to, to kind of psychological support, I know that's becoming more accessible within sort of the TAD community, but, but also having things that are maybe a little bit less formal. Um, so I know like, like George, George kind of works with a few charities that are, are pretty big on sort of pushing this. Um, so I, I don't know if you want to, if you want to kind of mention a few, just in terms of, yeah, but where people can well, before we head down that way, yeah, before we head down that way, though, I do want to go ahead and talk about how do we recognize these things, right? Because that's ultimately the first step is like, okay, I feel it. All right, I need to get better at recognizing that feeling. Well, that comes through repetition, and this comes down to that baseline. And what I want, as we do every single third episode, we give you a practical application from this idea of be your own scientist. And, and this is what I would I would highly advise someone to do if they want to go ahead and get a baseline or a horizon, as Matt was explaining. And for me, in the way my brain thinks from an art perspective, I want to go ahead and get my outline laid out so then I can then add context to it. So for example, Matt mentioned, hey, doing like a, a quick, hey, how do you feel today on a, on a on, with a smiley face, a sad face, or a neutral face? Cool. Well, how do you, those are them. That's a baseline. That's an outline. You gain that for seven days, let's say. And then from there, you can go ahead and start creating some more context, adding more depth to it, meaning you've now gone from three scale rating to maybe a five to where you're now adding a little bit more context and you can kind of start associating things to it. Now, am I saying that's the end all be all? No, but that is one way to do it as well as like recognizing HRV. Why is my HRV decreasing? Why is my resting heart rate increasing after I had a really stressful day at work? I didn't work out very much, but I'm seeing this happen. Well, that's an indication too that psychological state is is probably suffering a little bit and we have to fix it. And again, Episode one, I talked a lot about breath work. And episode two, I talked about the idea of how do we go ahead and manipulate this within a team environment, especially so that you don't affect everyone else. And again, you're not you're not wrong, Matt. There's gonna be days where you're gonna have a bad day, you didn't sleep enough, or you woke up on the side of the wrong of the house, or something just popped up and you it just created this outcome. It is our job though to go ahead and recognize that and make the adjustments so that we can go ahead and be the best version for ourselves, but for those around us, you know, something I always tell my, like something that me and Savannah had to really work on is like, Hey, look, I want to be a hundred percent. So I got to work on myself to be a hundred percent so that you can be a hundred percent. Meaning I need you to work on yourself to be a hundred percent. Cause then what did it bring to us? And it fosters an environment of a hundred percent. Yeah. That's cool. Cool. A hundred percent, right? Like again, hundred percent. Uh, so this idea of self aid, buddy aid, Corman aid, our self aid, social support aid, all the way up to professional aid. Those things matter, right? And what we want to go ahead and do is actually give you self-aid 
practical application that we've seen work in the past. And this is something that I've taken, you know, to heart as I've had to really adjust the way I think, or whenever I start noticing myself start to kind of get into this negative headspace and spiral, I've had to do these tactical check-ins where it's like, okay, wait a minute, why is this happening? How do I stop it? Cool. Once I know how to stop it, I can go ahead and throw those things at it. Or why is it happening? Cool. This is it. Okay. Acknowledge it. Well, I'm an asshole or that wasn't cool that the person did that. Or yeah, I just didn't sleep enough or I ate shitty yesterday and this is why my brain's this way. Or I drank too much alcohol two days in a row where it's clouded my yeah. my brain. It's created this decrease in psychological but state. But kind of like you were saying, you need that baseline to be able to compare it back to you. Otherwise, it's like a, a so what? It's like it's like saying, well, I've, I can I, – today I, I squatted 230. Well, that's awesome if your PB was, was 220 but it's probably pretty crap if your PB was 300. Like it's meaningless without the the context of, of having those baselines. Correct. Correct. And I want to go back to the idea of sensitivity and desensitization, right? Because a lot of us do live in this desensitization state where we don't know what it feels like to be happy or we don't know what it feels or we only know what it feels like to be sad, right? We only know how it feels like to be one thing. We don't know how to transition between the two to feel that sensitivity of, the, of them all. So, for example, if you do find yourself in a negative thought process and you see yourself spiraling, try doing, again, like the breathing technique I talked about in episode one, this LSD breathing, this light, slow, and deep breathing, you'll go ahead and do one breath of that, but on the back end of the exhale, you'll pinch your nose and and hold for five seconds, right? So you go ahead, if you catch yourself, and I've done it plenty of times to where I'm like, whoa, okay, cool. What it allowed me to do was it allowed me to see the space between my thoughts, because I broke it up, creating what? A, a, a hunger of air, meaning, oh shit. But then I do that for three to five sets. All of a sudden now the after action of it down the road is this like uptake in oxygen in my system. My body's like, woohoo, I have this euphoric feeling, which is awesome. And all I did was do a breath work. Yeah. Right? Like that is the cool part. And that there you can simply throw in any time of your day, especially during a tactical check-in. Mm. No, definitely. And we, we've kind of, I know we've said that it's, it's, it's about being flexible with kind of feelings and emotions and things like that and not, not being stuck on that, like euphoric high, but, uh, like a, re- a really good one. I was, I was shown on a, again, on a persistent pain course a little while ago yeah. was if you, if you're feeling really down and, and like depressed and just stuff's not going well, obviously this is not the first thing you're going to want to do, but if you can force a smile on your face, Again, kind of when we start looking at neurotransmitters and like how the brain works, you'll you'll get like that that kind of kick of, uh, of yeah of positivity, and it sounds ridiculous and you'll feel ridiculous doing it. But I definitely would recommend like giving it a go sometime. If you're if you're just not feeling great, things aren't right, just just plaster a stupid smile on your face and hold it for a minute or so, and uh, yeah, guarantee. I mean, you'll you'll probably get like old man crow's eyes crow's feet like round your eyes like me <laughs> but um it'll it'll definitely up your mood um and and that's huge that's hugely empowering again to know that you've got that like in your back pocket i love the fact that you bring that up because i was reading a book called the feel feeling good book by dr david burns he's a big time into cognitive behavioral therapy there was a technique that he said in there he was like learn to to learn to be happy about your sad thoughts Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's so I ended up taking that and I was like, all right, cool. Cause it, it, what it came down to was like, what came down to be happy about your sad thought. 
meaning that you have the ability to feel the sadness of that thought. Oh, I'm with Be you. happy okay. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh crap, I can feel mm. as just as you're happy when you're, you see something that makes you happy. Well, if something makes you sad, be happy about it. Cause you can feel that. Yeah. Almost like a celebration Most people rather can. than like trying to, correct. Trying to fight. Correct. It. Yeah. Cool. And then challenge yourself to get away from that. Cause it is difficult to smile on your face when you're feeling sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was a huge thing that I took from that. So whenever I do feel like a sad emotion, I smile about it and like am a grateful and appreciative of being able to feel again and not just be stuck on one on this one feeling where I didn't have the ability to be sensitive enough to everything else across the board. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Well, <laughs> that kind of that fits really nicely into um, as ever, like is, is tradition. We, we want to try and give you like a little practical or a little challenge to, to have a go at. And, and this is this is something that's kind of um, quite a nice way of demonstrating that very real link between how you're feeling and emotion and, and performance and, and kind of output, if you like, in the in the external world. So what we'd suggest is is using use a like a lift, like a, a strength training lift that you enjoy. So it might be a, a deadlift or a squat or a bench or whatever it is. Work up something that feels kind of moderately heavy so maybe sort of 70 percent ish of a of a one rep max something where it's starting to feel heavy but you can you can still kind of manage it without form breaking down once you once you're at like a weight that starts to feel good set a timer for maybe 30 seconds or a minute and try and think back to a time when you felt really positive really proud really happy so it might be kind of the, the time you um when you graduated from boot camp or graduated from school or college or whatever sometime when you felt really positive and like really pumped up when that when that 30 seconds is up or the minute is up have a go at pulling single and just kind of take that as a baseline and and see how it feels so hit a single rep and and see how it feels obviously then take a couple of minutes rest and while you're doing that try and think back to a time when you felt really defeated like when you felt really down things just weren't going right and for both of those like we've we've discussed more like we've sorry like we've discussed before the more vividly you can recreate that environment so you can think about smells you can think about the sight the sounds people you're around try and try and that'll, that'll be it'll, it'll magnify the effectiveness so try and really create that environment where you felt really down and like everything was a bit shitty then pull that that same single again so lift that exact same weight and be be mindful be aware of how different it feels between the positive experience and the negative experience and just try and think about like extrapolating that out to like daily life how how things like that that aren't even real that you're creating can have such a tangible effect on on things you're doing stuff like that I, I found has been kind of hugely beneficial for again going back to that rehab setting going back to that idea of of um sort of changing outlook for for persistent pain patients stuff like that can can have a massive like impact in terms of being the being the initial impetus initial kind of thing that turns that momentum from the negative downward spiral we talked about to, to bring it back positive because people can feel it. It's, it's real. Yep. Well, and it goes down to, again, adding to this practical application episode. One thing I want to talk about and point out is what Matt was creating, was creating there was a visualization within your mind. So again, just as you just manipulated your mind from being in this happy thought process, and let's say you're at grandma's house eating your favorite bean and cheese taco, that's something that I enjoy doing, or getting a hug from grandma when she walks through the door and with the biggest smile on her face and hugs you completely, that brings a huge smile on my face and makes me feel really good. But then 
we can use a negative thought process where it's kind of one of those things where, man, my uncle Andy went into the hospital for cardiac arrest because he had two major veins blockage at a 70 and a hundred percent. How does that make me feel? I, I just felt it right now. I just changed from those two literally while I just explained that that's how powerful, again, utilizing visualization from a mental standpoint can go ahead and manipulate your feelings. Again, how are we doing that? We're recognizing, we're recognizing that thought, that emotion, that feeling. We are now then able to change our perception to it or our perspective to it, which allows for us then to go ahead and shift our state. That's not even with breath work. Yeah. But now you pair that with breath work throughout the day. You increase oxygen flow into the brain. You learn how to manipulate and control how your mind works and how your brain functions. Those are two big things you can take. We just gave you one from a breath perspective for a practical application. We just gave you a visualization one from a practical application. And we just gave you a physicality one, meaning go and do your deadlift, bench press, whatever it is, create a positive one, do your lift, create a negative one and see what happens. Again, these things all matter and it's on you to be able to have the tools to go ahead and manipulate your psychological state throughout the day because understanding that it changes all the time. It's our ability to go ahead and manage the shifts between those two primary states to make sure that it's not catastrophic and detriment to the way we operate on a daily basis. So leading into some of the resources in which that we've talked about in the past, new resources are coming out. One of the biggest ones I want to talk about is going to be PB Abante. PB Abante is a nonprofit organization for veterans as well as active duty reservists. You don't have to be a disabled vet. You know, it's not for that. They consider it the patrol base, meaning that PB Abante is the patrol base that everyone can come back to and have that social support network to go ahead and get help. What they're doing right now is creating different chapters within the United States from different states and cities to have communities build this as a whole. They do retreats from a strength club to jiu-jitsu to a riding club, and they're doing surf clubs. They're doing everything. So you want to go ahead and look at a really cool resource that is doing some really good things on the home front from a patrol-based mindset. And if you've ever been in the military, you know what a patrol base is. It's where you're safe. It's where you can come. It's taken care of. And you got individuals holding security, doing those things so that you can go ahead and work on yourself, rest and refit, get ready for what's to come. PB Abante is the place to go. Check them out. Softly is a big supporter of them as well. So if you have any questions, like I said, look at the, uh, look uh, look them up. PB Abante, I believe it's I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes, George. As well as, you know, you have other organizations out there like the Recon Sniper Foundation. You have Hunter 7 Foundation. You have all these other foundations from a nonprofit standpoint that are more of that, that buddy aid style instead of super professional where you go see a psychiatrist. Where I believe that we, we can utilize all three, meaning it's okay to go talk to a therapist. Also utilize your buddy support systems like... PB Abante, and then also do your own individual self-care where you have the ability to change and manipulate your psychological state from breath work to visualizations to some kind of physical type intervention all the way to the writing therapy that I keep talking about that I was talking about earlier that I'm developing for and I'm developing right now. The wife is testing it out, but it's progression on getting how to write better, utilizing mood scales and, and, and RPE training load so we can manage burnout, concentration, time of writing, and what we see from there. Again, all we're doing is creating a baseline so that we can then make changes over time and 
that's how we can go ahead and increase our our overall well-being from the inside out, from the outside in, to us working with everyone else around us, to go ahead and being the being an asset and not a liability, and and bringing as much value as possible. Perfect. What way to wrap up the chapter? Yeah. So guys, if you have any questions over the three episodes, please reach out george at softly.com or matt at softly.com. And if you guys are interested in having more conversations, you guys want to do a longer one on this and you have someone that you would love to bring in to, to talk about this from a PhD, master's degree, performance psychology standpoint, we can do so. So just let us know. I'm all about having these conversations. They're great. If you haven't checked out the previous podcast prior to this in the Lunch and Learn series, we highly recommend you go back and check all of them out and start adding some of these things that we're giving you to your everyday life. Till next time, check you laters.